ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, Terramaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. I'm not sure. I've never participated in a Heartland Challenge, but I'm sure that they're uh, they're tough. That's what everybody tells me. Johnny Gallagher, how are you, sir? How are you doing, Lenny? Good to see you. I'm doing great, man. How are you? Hey, Mark nice shirt, Mark. Yeah. What's happening? Did, what, did you guys get the memo? Uh, do you have yours on as well? I don't have my shirt on, but, you know, yeah, I got I, the I got it all behind me, so... You know, I figure I figure Walker will have one on too. That's we'll awesome, see. Johnny. Turn your volume up a little bit, bud. I'll uh, let me see if I can. Is that any better? Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. So, how are you guys? Doing I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> how was the uh, How was the race uh, overall? I mean, uh, was it? It looked a little dusty. Maybe a little dry. Hot. Uh, yeah, you could say that it was more than a little bit dusty and a little bit hot. Um, it was definitely the, the hottest Heartland challenge that I've ever raced. Um, and I think I've only missed it one year since its inception in, uh, 2008. So, um, yeah, it was gnarly. Uh, temperatures were in the upper nineties when we started, uh, and stayed there until we got a, uh, rainstorm, probably, I don't know, 7, 8 PM. Um, and the dust was just, it was blinding. It was unbearable. Uh, it was silty. Uh, it was just super, 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 super dusty, super hot. It was very physical and uh, a great time. Well, you guys have obviously Mark built you a great bike, I'm assuming, because you guys had a, a relatively gas and go uh, race. Uh, yeah. So actually in this um, particular race, just to clarify, there's actually three bikes. Uh, really? It's not. Yeah. It's not like the older uh, 12 hours of ATV America and some of the other events are you're familiar, obviously with, uh, Pendezvous. um, this actually each, you can tech or, um, impound one bike per rider. So you have, uh, up to three machines if, if you have three riders on your team. Um, but, uh, what we've done the last several years is just, um, basically each rider rides their own bike. Uh, Walker and I, our setups are pretty very similar as, and marks as well um but those guys run a thumb throttle i want a twist in years past i've i've ridden a thumb on walker's bike uh and he's ridden a twist on my bike uh, mark is not a big fan of the twist throttle uh we finally got him to the point now where he can load an atv into the trailer with the twist throttle without crashing it uh but turning him loose out on the course that would be uh, a bit of a challenge so yeah we had three bikes but still um you know, we've been doing this race, like I said, since its inception. Oh, uh, he got 
He's got odds. He smoked you guys. So I wasn't, but then I was watching it, trying to figure out how the damn app worked. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not wearing a GBC shirt. So I put it on. Is it clean or did it come out of the dirty? Yeah, yeah. No, it it is clean. I just, I live in a camper, so I'm doing the best I can. All right. All right. (laughs) But to, to, to finish answering that question, Lenny, um, you know, I think yeah, I talked about it uh, at the event and I've talked about it since. I mean, in my opinion, um, in terms of our overall team, uh, Mark this year, absolutely the MVP, not just because he built three bulletproof bikes and has, uh, he's been doing my stuff and Walker's stuff for many years and neither of us ever have a failure at this race or really honestly any other races. Um, but for him to be able to do all that and get on the bike himself, and all the work that he put in prior to this event. Uh, he just he just finished running a 5K. I don't know if you, you know that, but he literally just walked in the shop from running a 5K. So his new fitness training that he started just to be ready for this Heartland Challenge, he's keeping going with it. And I know I speak for all of us. We couldn't be more proud of him. You look trimmed down, Mark. I am. I cut uh, – I'm down 25 pounds since the 1st of May, so – uh, gonna keep at it, I guess. See what I can lose. That's pretty awesome. Do you have plans on going back into some more riding, or is it is it just to be in better shape? Um, just be in better shape. I mean, I still want to ride. Um, last year I did the did the Heartland race the local a couple weeks after, and then the bike pretty much sat until I guess middle of May. First of May, I think this year. So, took a like an eight month hiatus there. Got married, you know, did all that, and um, got the quad back out. Figured I'd start getting ready sooner than uh, sooner than later, like I normally do. Walker, you know, are like, you feeling a little threatened? Am I feeling threatened? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel better about that. What was that? I said, but I'm not getting married anytime soon, so I feel better about that. So, nice, nice. That's too funny. I have a so, long way to go before I can catch Walker, so he he's good. Well, that 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 is true. You know, he, he didn't win all those titles because he's slow. That's for sure. That's right. Hey, I, I do have this question: Who put this all together and 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 started getting you all guys deciding that you wanted to team up? Um, so I'll take this one. Uh, so basically Harlan Foley, uh, and Andy Kiner, who's the promoter of the Iowa ATV series and also the Heartland challenge. Uh, Harlan was instrumental in, in getting this started, uh, in 2008, um, GBC jumped on board right away when they heard about it. Um, basically became the title sponsor and helped, you know, get things going for the first event. So super last minute, um, Walker, I think you came out and ran a youth team the first year, not a youth, but like you ran like a schoolboy team or something like that. Yeah. There's a little bit of a gray area. If I don't, I, I feel like I was on a 450, but I don't think I was supposed to be, but let, let, let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but because I wouldn't, uh, the, the last time I raced a 400 was at the 12 hour prior to that in Texas. So I was definitely on a 450, but I don't remember how that all worked. Like if we were actually on a schoolboy class, I think maybe. Yeah. I, I think you guys raised, maybe it was either schoolboy or a, but, um, so the very first year, Lenny, um, like two or three days before the event, 
I didn't even ride for GBC at the time, but they put up a really nice purse for this race. It was 7,500 bucks to win the first year. Uh, myself, Brandon Summers, and Taylor Kaiser, some blasts from the past, were hanging out like a couple a couple days before the race. We found out about the purse. Uh, we literally bribed Taylor to not go back to Florida that night when he was planning on leaving. I won't, I, go into the de- I won't go into the details of exactly what we had to do to bribe him because it's not fit for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, it involved some, you know, a good time. And the next morning he woke up and he was like, all right, yeah, let's do this. So we loaded up, um, and went out to Iowa, myself, Brandon Summers, Taylor Kaiser won it the first year. Um, Mark, I know had done the 12 hours of ATV America a few times. Um, on, I think a B class team and an A class team also with Brandon Summers and some other guys. And like I said, Walker, the first year was out there. So I don't think Mark was there the first year, but, um, how this team that you're looking at came together. Um, so the first year I won it, uh, didn't go back out for the next couple of years as a racer, but I started working with GBC. So I was going, um, just kind of helping with the event and being there on behalf of GBC and, um, Taylor Kaiser and Walker Fowler had teamed up by then as well as, uh, Thomas Brown in and out there for one year. They won it, I think two times in the interim. And then in 2012, I don't really remember how it came about Walker, but, I think we were just hanging out a lot. And I think at that point, um, Taylor wasn't racing full time anymore. And you had at that point departed balance racing and you were doing your own thing. And and we talked about it. Um, We actually teamed up with Gabe Phillips the first two years. um, And then Cole Richardson for, I think, three years after that. And then Cole broke his wrist coming into the 2000. Mark, did we figure out was it 2016 or 2017? (laughs) I think 17, because 17 was the first year that I did, I did it. Okay, so then coming into the 2017 edition, Cole had some uh, wrist issues and was having to have surgery and had some other stuff going on. Um, so he wasn't able to race it. And Walker and I, we had won it a bunch of times in a row leading up to that, like I said, with Gabe Phillips and Cole Richardson. And like I think it kind of started almost as a joke. Mark was like, well, I'll race it with you guys. And he hadn't really been riding a lot. So we were like, okay. And it started from there and yeah, it's just kind of, we've stuck with this team since 2017. So of the five years that they've run the race, we've won it four times because they didn't run it in 2020, obviously due to COVID. That's awesome. You can see in the, in the comment section, Walker, you just have a ton of fans and people are just chiming in, you know, giving you encouragement and, and and telling you to do good and, and win races and, uh, that's pretty awesome to see that you have such a large fan base. Yeah, I'm trying to reply to some of them. So if it looks like I'm not paying attention, I was noticing that. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's a lot of people that are chiming in. So that's really awesome to see. And this is definitely the first time I've done a like quad person live thing. So this is pretty cool. So thanks for having us on here, Lenny. Oh, no, you guys are awesome. Uh, I'd love to do more of this. I um, was talking to uh, Paul Turner. Uh, I'm sure you know who Paul Turner is from from the motocross nationals and him and I were talking about possibly we would love to build a bike and come out there and see what it's like to to do one of those challenges uh, and and try our skills at at building a bike as good as Mark's I mean I I don't think we could the first time Mark I'm sure you'll have to give us some pointers because um, there's we don't like trees (laughs) PT's my man I'll, I'll, uh, I'll gladly help out yeah. Well, awesome. Awesome. I'll have to, we'll have to see if we can get a, a group together and, and get a bike out there and, uh, and come out there and run with you guys. 
so Johnny, I wanted to ask this question to you and then I'll get, I'll let the other guys talk a little bit because we've been manipulating it a little bit. Um, I'm a how many times have you won the race itself? Uh, so I've been a part of a winning team at the Heartland challenge. Um, I believe I'm correct in saying this nine times. Um, eight of those times Walker has been a teammate of mine. And like I said, the very first year myself, Taylor Kaiser, Brandon Summers won it. Um, and then that, as this configuration, we've won it four of the last five years, a total of four times. Um, so yeah, not, I think they've run it 13 years and, uh, I've been on the winning team nine years and Walker actually has me by one. He's been on the winning team 10 times cause he won it obviously the same eight times with me and then twice with Taylor Kaiser. So, well, that's, that's what was my next question to ask Walker, how many times he had won it and, and Mark. How many times have you built the winning machines for the race? So 14 would have been the first year they won it, I believe. Because I started working for Walker in 13. They didn't win it in 13. So, yeah, 14. So, I guess what all but but one. Seven seven of them, I guess. Wow, that that is really impressive. You guys make a great team. And – uh, Walker, do you feed off of the things that Mark does for you as far as giving you more confidence to ride harder and be more, maybe more aggressive? Absolutely. Uh, the, the speeds that we're running and just the, the, the longevity that the machine needs to, to go, uh, I don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, if you have in the back of your mind thinking, oh, I'm going to break a ball joint or all that, you know, is something rattling loose, it, it causes you to not ride to your full potential. You slow down, you start thinking – Maybe, you know, I don't want to go as fast because what if, and I've never really had that what if. The only what if I've ever had is when I have to work on the bike. And <laughs> basically some of the, some of my bigger injuries or bigger crashes are because I had to be my own practice bike mechanic in a local race. And, uh, hey, did you tighten that? Uh, yeah, I think so. And no, I, I didn't. And, you know, it, yeah, bad things happen. So when Mark touches the bike, I'm not concerned. <laughs> That's it, that's it, awesome. It takes a lot of pressure off of me, and it, it allows me to focus on what I need to do. So, Mark, when are you going to not let him work on his own practice bike? I try to do that very often, but, you know, <laughs> there are times that I want to go out and race too. Um, and that the one instance he was talking about was probably the, I don't know, the, the last worst or last bad crash he had. Um, it was before a local, I don't know, I think it was 2016. I was going to, I was actually going to race Ironman in the morning and I was trying to do a local weekend before. And I said, Hey, you know, I got to get my stuff ready. So you got, you know, prep your practice bike, check nuts and bolts, you know, <laughs> go. And I think he threw fuel in it, maybe an air filter and went to the track and he had a pretty so, bad. So, something went, something went South in a big hurry. Uh, in the middle of a figure straightaway. Oh, dude. Not good. No, not at all. Yep. So you've ridden works, or I mean, you've ridden cross country exclusively for a number of years. Yep. The Heartland Challenge, to me, is, is, is that, it's not even close to a real cross country course, is it? It's something of its own making? Um, it's still very much cross country. Uh, I know that Logan Huff and Alex Ortiz came out and the same thing. They were like, we don't know what trees are. This is kind of interesting. So 
it is still very similar. I will say the Fort Dodge track versus the uh, Carlisle track, uh, very different. It was a lot faster, um, which I'm not going to say that I'm not used to because the GNCC courses are very fast, but it was just a very different, um, like they, t- you know, you can take a, a skid steer around the entire track. So basically, you know, a pickup truck wide, um, and that part I'm not necessarily used to. So it was a little intimidating at first because you can definitely carry, you know, a, a, a mid twenties to maybe pushing 30 mile an hour speed average. And there was one part of the track, maybe that had some tight trees you had to slow down for, but otherwise that's, I was talking to Alex Ortiz and he was like, yeah, you know, the 50 inch setup really isn't too bad out here. It just that one spot. And that's why I was like, yeah, you know, maybe a, a work setup wouldn't have been so bad but it's still the, the conditions are, are definitely still more um, like GNCC East coast based, just the, the terrain itself, some rocks, some, a, a lot of elevation change. I don't know for the flattest places on earth, like Indiana and Iowa and anywhere. <laughs> in, I don't know where they find all these hill climbs, but I know we were biking the track, uh, Mark and I, and I just kept saying like, Oh my God, like how many times are we going to go up this hill? Like you go up it, down it, up it, down it. And we're just, you know, our, uh, our elevation gain on the bike, I forget how, how much it was, but it was, it was probably more than Ohio. And I was very impressed with that. That's so you guys really enjoyed this course. I'm, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, and I'm not saying that there was a lot of bad talking about the course, but I had heard some not so great things. And I guess the, the parts of the track that maybe weren't as fun or maybe, people didn't like they actually uh andy kiner uh the promoter of the series actually took them out and still was able to have uh you know upper 15s and 16 plus minute lap times so uh, he obviously listened to the racers from uh last year and made in my opinion probably one of the best 10 hour courses that i've ever personally done i I really did enjoy it and like i said the speed was kind of was different It, it was it was really exciting for me that's awesome mark how did you handle going from not racing at that level to just jumping in with these two guys and and rolling right into their speeds and, and, you know, not being an anchor, you know? Um, I mean, I definitely still felt like an anchor, but, uh, I guess three months leading up to it. Um, you know, I did a bunch of running, so I think that definitely helped. Um, if I would have come off the couch, like I've done, Years past, I definitely would have suffered, but uh, no, it was good. I uh, enjoyed getting back out there and, uh, you know, even, you know, just not doing the running, I put in, you know, quite a bit of seat time. And um, How many hours did you put on the bike this year, Mark? I think I put 25 or 30 on it and yeah. last year I put 15, maybe. Yeah. So I uh, definitely rode quite a bit, um, you know, had these two riding uh, during the week. So it was uh, we played game of cat and mouse. I'd, I'd go out front and they'd give me a minute or two, whatever, and try to run me down. So it was, uh, it was good practice for all of us. That's, that's great that you guys can work so well together. Uh, did, did Walker and, and Johnny coach you up? Um, I don't think they ever coached me up at, at all, but uh they helped me out every now and then. And, um, I made some bike changes actually before Heartland didn't even ride it. Um, was checking ride height and stuff and realized it was a little low. So we, we raised it up Walker and I did, and he was actually playing mechanic one day. He was setting front end and all that. So nailed it the first time. So I can't complain. 
that's that's nailed it. That, that's great that you guys work so well together. It, it's probably because you've been together so long that you, you can almost read each other's minds. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've been friends for a long time um, before we even started working together, and then you know this is year year ten working together. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, been a lot of years, but yeah, we work well together, and um, it's fun. Hey Walker, they love you. <laughs> I see that. I, I I can't say the other part though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what was your funnest portion of the of the track? Um, I don't know. I think the track flowed really well this year. I don't think it flowed as good last year, and I think I kind of voiced my opinion to Walker that I didn't care for it last year. <laughs> um, so that's where. I, I, I'm actually, actually going to step in here and say I think the reason why the track flowed better this year for Mark, it was literally the same track um, except backwards, and they changed like three turns on it. The reason it flowed better is he was in better shape, and he wasn't, you know, suffering the whole time. You know, he was able to take – and I, I'm saying that as a compliment. Like, you, it's amazing how you can, uh, you can ride the same track. The conditions surely were different. Um, I think the track maybe didn't get quite as rough this year just because it was so hard packed. Um, it didn't like chuck out and, and get the holes like it did last year. But uh, it, it, I don't think the flow was any different at all. So that's a testament to how much Mark's training and riding coming into it. Helps. It's just like Flamingo Ranch. You ride it one way, it's awesome. Flip it around, <laughs> it's terrible. Hey, eat on the ranch, bro. <laughs> so, Walker, did, did you have – um, any battles during the race, specifically with uh, Josh Merritt's team at all? Um, the, when I was on the quad, no. Um, we were either like far enough ahead, and, and that's a lie. It was really dusty, so the first hour or so, um, it was basically like I knew I was going to be able to keep maybe 20 or 30 seconds on. Uh, it was Hunter Hard started for them. And then uh, he actually had a, uh, a mechanical of the first lap. So then they uh, he pulled in and they threw uh, John Glaude Jr. on the bike. And um, that, that it was like I had gained a pretty big lead at that point because you, you're going to lose some time. Uh, the way the impound was set up, they didn't lose as much. Um, but my goal was to go out there for the first two hours, get, get the biggest lead that I could get, and then hand it off. Um, and it literally just kept doing this. Uh, I got it up to over a minute and then Glotta um, on the speedway, which is probably my favorite part of the track. Uh, it was just maybe the only place that there was a little bit of a break, but at the same time, it wasn't. Whoa, Johnny, where, where are you going? I'll, I'll be back. My phone's dying. <laughs> um, it was, you could, there was at least a minute out there and you could kind of judge your lap time or, uh, you know, if you were like, okay, I got a pit board that said I was 45 seconds up. And uh, John was at this tire. As long as I'm at that, you know, I'm on the same spot on the straightaway and he's at that tire. I didn't lose any time. So some laps he'd be a little bit behind it. Sometimes he'd be a lot closer. And I was like, okay, that wasn't a good lap. Or, yeah, man, I, I had a good one. And um, I think the strategy did work out pretty well, though. Uh, I did, I believe, four laps, stopped and got fuel. And then I actually lost track of how many I was doing. I, I needed to do eight. I only did seven. So that was on me. Mark's like two more. And I was like, no, 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 one more. I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I handed, handed the bike 
uh, off to Johnny with uh, maybe about a minute gap, and then he uh, he had a few difficulties the first lap, but then he battled Josh Merritt pretty closely for an hour, and then uh, we threw Mark out there. He did a fantastic job, but he had no seat for an entire lap, so we lost a little time there. I jumped on the bicycle in the middle of the race. I go try to find a seat. One of the course marshals had already brought it back. I was literally passing four-wheelers on a bicycle and uh, <laughs> shirtless. And someone after the race was like, yeah, there was this weird shirtless man riding very fast on a bicycle in the woods. And then we found out it was you. And I was like, yeah, I just was like mid-changing and heard Mark lost his seat. So I just took off. So <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we had a good strategy. We lost maybe three or four minutes. And then, um, you know, I, a little bit of a stroke of luck, the uh, the action off-road team actually ran out of gas. And uh, we were running them down anyway. And then we were able to gain a, a very significant advantage um, after that. And they never caught us. So that was our goal. Um, I think at one point we were up 12 minutes and we were doing uh, long pit stops to make sure the bikes were perfect. Someone put tolls in my hand, which is a terrible idea. So we had the, the world's longest like chain adjustment stop ever. But I did my best. I kept running people's uh, feet over trying to roll the tires back and forth to get the adjustment right. I'm like, you guys are not helping me. Someone move. <laughs> but we were, we were doing the longer stops to make sure that the machines made it to the end. It was incredibly silty, dusty conditions. And uh, we knew if all three bikes stayed running, that was going to be our strength. Obviously we're, we're still fast. We're all in pretty good shape, but we knew if we could keep every single machine running, that that was, that was going to be the dagger at the end. And it definitely was. So not to change the subject, did you guys run the same tire combination on all three machines? We did. And which ones were those? There you go, Johnny. <laughs> uh, we ran the GB3 pros in the rear of the 2011 nines and then the 21, seven, 10, XC masters in the front. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty much our go-to honestly for all the stuff that we run, whether it be, we go out West to do works. Uh, we run GNCC, uh, that new pro that we released. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. And, uh, this, this guy down here, well, I don't know if everybody's arranged in the same direction that they are on my screen, but this guy down here was a holdout. Um, he was trying to say that he was going to be Groundbuster three, the original OG GB three for life. Uh, and then he finally rode the pros and it was a pretty much immediate switch after that. Um, little known fact, Walker Fowler fears change. He does not, does not like new things, scared of them, whether it's goggles, helmets, tires, like you name it. Um, if it was up to him, he would still run everything exactly the same as 2009 because he likes those things, even if there's better stuff out there. <laughs> Walker, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, you know, Mark will attest to this. Every racer is a weirdo. Oh, we're strange, but uh, oh, you get dude. comfortable, and uh, you know whether it's you know superstitious or just a little stitious. You're like I, I'm stuck in my ways, but man, when we put that new uh, Groundbuster Three Pro on, I, I just was like, wow, I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> you know, we uh, we're still working on a little bit different groove uh, in the tread pattern. You don't have to do it at all. None of my practice bikes are grooved. I run them completely. You know, like they come off the crate. But uh, for the G GNCC series, we obviously are always looking for that little bit of an edge. So we're we're still kind of figuring out the to our little customizations to make it absolutely perfect for me. But I mean, literally, just put it on the quad and everything was perfect. And uh, yeah, I wish I had to put it on a lot sooner, and I'd uh, probably would have a little bit better results this year. But that's on me. And 
yeah, I, I love it. And like I said, it, the nice thing about that is all three quads at the Heartland had the same tires, had similar suspension setups, have all of our handlebars are very similar. That's actually thanks to Johnny, um, where you run the levers, throttles, everything. Um, I can run a twist throttle, so I can actually run Johnny's bike. So that's a, that's a perk in itself, too. But, uh, yeah, just all the quads are very similar, especially with the tires. And, uh, you know, we had no, no failures all day, and I think that was huge, too. That brings up another question. What is, for in your opinion, what's the difference between the advantage running the thumb versus the twist or running the twist versus the thumb, in, in, in your opinion, Walker? Uh, I have more throttle control um, in, I would say, like slippery conditions. So like your mud races or just, just in general, like I have, I I just, I can find, you know, when they say feather it or, you know, you're kind of like not all the way on, not all the way off. I think I'm a little bit quicker and uh, more, more, you know, finesse and more fine tuned with the thumb Um, on the, on the twist. It's a lot more on, on and off, but if you watch Johnny ride, you would have no idea that that's actually the case. It's definitely a uh, rider preference and what you've gotten used to over the years. So, um, I won my, uh, XC two pro am championship, uh, undefeated season on a twist throttle. Um, and then, uh, a fella named bill balance told me I was insane. And really the, the, the key to that was they were tired of making at that time, the throttle housing had a weird, we couldn't find quite the right cable. So we had to make a bunch of custom parts and they were just tired of making it. So they just told me like, Oh, you're way better with a thumb. And they convinced me that was the case. And you know, the rest is history. I, I, I switched and haven't went back, but, um, I'm not against the twist. I just, it takes, it would take me a couple of months to get used to it and get the muscles, you know, back into, back into shape. And you, you do hold yourself on the bike a little bit different, but, um, if I ever have a thumb injury, which occasionally happens, um, putting a, th- a twist throttle on the quad, uh, you know, in, in dire need is, is never out of the question. Cause I, I know I can do it. That's awesome. That's a great, that was a great way to put it, you know, excellent. Um, riding in the dust is not normally your guys's, uh, thing, you know, usually the dust is a West coast thing. Uh, did it, did it affect any one of the three of you very bad? Uh, did you have any problems with it? Go, go right ahead. Yeah, um, I'm not a dust guy, and I, you know, I, these guys both probably already know where I'm going with this. Um, I think for me, the first couple laps, uh, Walker politely said that I was battling pretty hard with Josh Merritt, um, but realistically, I went out with about 45 seconds on Josh. He caught me in a lap. Um, you know, by that time, we were almost two hours into the race, um, <clears throat> and we were well into lappers, and. Josh caught me about within a lap. I, I kept him kind of at the same distance for a lap. I made a mistake. He got around me. I tried to charge blindly into his dust to, to make a charge back at him. And honestly, Lenny, um, I'm 44 years old, and I realized very quickly in that race um, why this is my last season of XC1. Uh, I think you have to take massive chances when you're charging into the dust like that. And when you're younger, um, you don't have as much of a problem with that. And I'm just at a point in my career where – I'm not going to do that. And, uh, I don't, I definitely don't want to let these guys down. So, um, you know, I was, I was pushing absolutely as hard as I could feeling safe, but there was times where I was, you know, just cruising, um, literally 40 or 50% cause that was all you could see. Uh, now once the rain came completely different story. 
And, you know, not that it was muddy, but it just knocked the dust down. But, um, yeah, I'm not a dust guy. Um, haven't been for many years, but this race, as thick as the dust was, as fast as the pace was, as fast as the course was, um, yeah, it, I, it brought the absolute, I don't want to say it brought the worst out of me, but it made me very uncomfortable. I wasn't able to push a good pace that first session and it, it, I have no problem admitting it. I, I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, if you're not willing to go, you're just not willing to go. You know, Johnny, you gotta, you gotta give you some uh, props there. The respect uh, that, that you've gained throughout the years in your career um, for you to come out and say that um, live on a, on a, on a show like this, that's, that, that's a lot for your character. And I know the two guys that are on here with you uh, respect you ultimately. So uh, nobody looks down on that. Um, I got to race with a guy named Doug Eichner who could see in the dust and um, he taught me a trick, but he would never teach me his trick. And I respect the fact that what you said, I think it's amazing that you're still doing it. And I'm really sorry to hear that you're not going to continue. Oh, it's nothing to be sorry about. I, I'll, I'll still be around. I'm still going to race. Uh, I just won't be racing XC1 uh, full-time in GNCC after this year. Uh, plan is still to race some works races. Um, some We've talked about potentially doing some international races. Um, I will still be racing some GNCCs, just not in the XC1 class. Um, I've gotten to the point where I don't, um, I just don't feel the need to keep, you know, just adding years to the tally. It's been awesome. Um, I am glad I've done it for as long as I have. It's this sport has afforded me so many opportunities to meet people, to travel. I mean, it's really given me a life and it will continue to, I'll, I'll still be at the races. Everybody will still see me, but I'll just be able to be there enjoying myself a little bit more and not, you know, super stressed to the nines about every little detail of, my racing program. I'm going to remember, I, I actually, this Mark, I'll tell you the other night, I, in a group snap, I, I realized something driving home actually from Chris Borch's 40th birthday party. So there's a, another staggering feat of, you know, yes. how old we're all getting, um, driving home from Chris's 40th birthday party. I realized that the morning after Ironman, uh, will be the first day as in my adult life that I'm not a professional ATV racer. Uh, I was, I turned pro when I was 17 years old. So, I'm 44 now. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, it'll be like my first, first day in a whole new world. <laughs> Mark, please tell me he's not going to four by fours. <laughs> if he does, I'm out. Sorry, bud. No, okay. no, no, no. Mark's, Mark's still going to be wrenched on my stuff. Uh, and I'll still be racing the Yamaha Waxy 450R. Keeping uh, plan is obviously to keep all the same sponsors. And like I said, I, I'm going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to hit events here and there but there just won't be that chasing points. Um, it won't be as when I race, I'm still going to try to do the best I can, whether it be in a pro class somewhere or an age class or amateur class or whatever it is. I'm of course, I'm still going to race at hundred percent, but it's just not going to be the all encompassing life changing, you know, every day of, of testing and training and riding and trying to be the best you can be. You know, it's just going to be racing at the races. Come on one more year. And then you can line up at the first round in, let's see, 2024, and that would mark 30 years that you lined up in the XC1 class. Then you can move back to the age class. Come on, one more year. Now, it's I, – I, you know, Lenny, like you said, I, I, I'm not – I don't hide things. There's not a whole lot of bravado with me. Um, I'm done. Man, these, these guys are – 
they're just pushing the envelope too hard for me. Um, and I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, I can't go that fast. And that's not my arrogance. Beat. I can go that fast. I don't want to anymore. It's, it puts for me to go the speed. And when I say I can go that fast, I mean, I can go as fast as, you know, some of the guys in the XT1 class. I can't go Bryson and Walker speed or, or even the top five right now, unless the conditions are like perfect for me in the perfect day. Maybe I could. Um, but the well, biggest, in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now let's just say if we get another X factor, X factor 2.0, everybody Fast. better just stay home. Cause yeah. I'm going to win. If Iron Man, if we get three inches of rain, I'm winning. That's all there is to it. Sorry guys. Um, I'm going to go out on top and win my last XC one race, but no, seriously, it's, I just don't feel the need to push myself when I'm that uncomfortable. It's not on the days I'm feeling it, the sections, the laps, whatever that I'm feeling good. I, I mean, any one of these guys or any other XC1 guy can feel free to say it's not the case, but the speed's still there. Like, I can still go as fast as almost anyone at certain times. It's just I don't any longer feel the need to continue to push myself when I'm on that ragged edge. I just back it down. And to me, that means I should not be in the XC1 class because that is about pushing yourself, you know, 100% effort level, even when you're not comfortable. And I'm just not comfortable doing that anymore. Well, that that's a big man to step up and talk to it about it in front of everybody, and I appreciate that. That's awesome, Johnny. Um, and and you're going to be missed because every time that I go to start looking at any of the results or any of this stuff, you're one of the first names I look for just to see how you did. So that's going to be kind of a culture shock. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be different. And and uh, you know, a lot of people ask me you know, what's it going to be like that first race, um, big buck. Um, if, if that's how the schedule comes out that we start in South Carolina again. And I don't know. Cause like I said, I've never not been on that XC one starting line since I was 17 years old. So, um, but I'm, I, I can honestly say I'm looking forward to it. Um, just being at the races, like I said, and enjoying the races, enjoying the people, um, in a, in a different way. That's pretty awesome. Walker, what do you think about that? I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> that's, that's all there is to that. Uh, and that's, that's just me, you know, being selfish for sure. Uh, he's had an amazing career. He's been a huge asset, uh, to me and, um, you know, pointing me in the right direction or getting me hooked up with the right people at the right times and, and, and certain sponsors and, uh, you know, being a voice of reason, having done it for so long and, uh, a lot of uh, really fond memories for sure. Uh, just uh you know a, a legend in the sport for sure and it's going to be weird same thing uh not seeing you know the various the number 13 14 8 uh what what was another one johnny 18 uh not, i mean i think i've been we figured it out i've been every yeah, 12 number, 10 a lot every, of number 10 every number in the top 10 multiple times or uh, top 20 multiple times except 17 for, and 20 uh no i've been 17 i've never been 20 and this, this year was the first year I was ever 15. So, um, and I've never been better than seven. I've been seven multiple times, but I've never been one through six and I've never been 20, but I've been every other number multiple times. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> not that's seeing. I, yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be cool. And, uh, you know, I, I, these two guys here have obviously been a big, along with so many others. I mean, Chris Borich, um, you know, so many guys that have, helped kind of prod me along throughout the years when I, I thought, you know, maybe I was done, but, you know, I can honestly say, um, Walker along with my buddy, Kenny Schick, who actually filled in for Walker 
when he was sick last year and missed the Heartland. Um, those are the guys that I ride the most with during the week. And, and they are a huge part of, of keeping me going throughout these years, because, you know, when you're, when you're in your late thirties, like there's not a lot to left to prove, but when you get to ride with guys during the week that are fast and, you know, you show those flashes of speed, it, it just keeps you pushing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been really cool over the years. Like I said, to get to ride with, even going back to the bill balance days, you know, riding with those guys and, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely prolonged my career by hanging out with good people. And, um, you know, it's, it's weird in a lot of ways. I look Walker's coming up on his 30th birthday and, uh, heck, I mean, I remember vividly watching him race, you know, on a mini quad, a little Casilla and a Cobra. <laughs> and he'll tell you, he used to, uh, he used to be a Johnny Gallagher fan cause we were from the same state and he used to get mad after the races. Um, I had a period in my career where I wasn't exactly killing it. And, uh, he would, he would always say that he was disappointed. He told me this years later, he was disappointed in me because he knew I had more, um, in the tank and I, I wouldn't push myself, um, you know, to really do my best in some of those races. I was in a weird place and, and I, that's true. I wasn't giving my all. And then I kind of reset things in like 2007 and, uh, really came back with a vengeance for the rest of my career. And I attribute a lot of that to, like I said, being inspired by guys like Walker and, um, I've you know, since we're spreading a love fest, I mean, I've told Mark just about every time I pick up my race bike, I tell him, Hey buddy, like if it wasn't for you, I, I wouldn't be doing this anymore. Cause I'm, I'm just over wrenching on things. So to be able to just drop off, you know, the race bike, pick it up, basically ready to go to the line and know that it's a hundred percent, you know, that's prolonged my career. Another, at least, I mean, Mark's been doing my stuff since 2013. So another nine, 10 years, um, just because he's been doing my stuff. Otherwise I would have been done years ago. Well, that's a testament to you, Mark. Appreciate that. Are you gonna are, are you gonna miss him? <sighs> yeah, it's gonna be weird. Like uh, like Walker was saying, um, I told Johnny a couple weeks ago that you know I'm gonna have to start watching the morning races now and you know be be pit guy for him in the morning. And he said, <laughs> "Pit guy, I don't need no fuel." He said, "I can I can fuel myself. I don't I don't need any help." <laughs> but I'll uh, I'll probably you know definitely watch the morning races. Uh, give me something to do in the morning and obviously help out if I can. And, uh, yeah, it'd be different not seeing him out on the track. And, uh, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to be ready for it. It's going to be weird. No. Yeah. It's, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of dry eyes come Iron Man, maybe all day, but, uh, yeah, it's weird to think that, you know, that, that was the last hurrah for Heartland too, I believe. Right. Yeah. I'm, uh, that's, you know, like I said, just not being comfortable in that dust and, um, this was the first year that I really felt, um, uncomfortable at that speed in, in the dust. Like I said, once the, once we got some rain, I was good. Um, but you know, to going back to the heartland, I mean, Walker absolutely carried our team this year. Mark was the MVP because he rode so well, given, you know, the amount of prep he has, he's not a full-time racer anymore. And the fact that he prepped the three bikes, Walker was just, you know, on another level speed wise, absolutely shredding, got us out front. Uh, got us in the position to, to be able to win the race and then continued to carry the team quite a bit throughout the rest of the race. I can say that I was solid, like, but I always am like, I just don't make mistakes. I don't break the bike. Like I just go out there and I do my laps. And I, I think if you look at the lap time variants, mine were the closest to each other all day long, but they weren't fast enough. So it's time for me to step away and, uh, let Walker, you know, find somebody a little closer to his speed, um, being, and, and that's honestly a testament to the action off road team you got three guys that are all three, you know, solid top 10 GNCC guys right now. And 
cool for us. Obviously, you know, Walker, honestly, Mark and I have talked about this. Walker, I don't know how much we have, but um, I kind of felt like going into this race, like on paper, we didn't have a chance um, speed-wise. But (laughs) but we had had a Walker. So when you have a Walker, you always have a chance. And honestly, and I'm not just stroking Mark's ego when I say this, you know, I knew we'd have three bikes that would go rock solid all day long. We'd have no issues. Um, that's just what he does. So I knew we were going to be probably the most solid team on the track for sure, in terms of how we were prepared, how our bikes were. And we had a Walker and it, and it worked out. So we were able to get the win. And, uh, I like the idea of, uh, you know, of going out on top. Um, you know, if, if Walker can't find another teammate next year and, you know, he needs me to come back, I'm not saying that I'm never racing the Heartland again. I'm saying I'm releasing him of his obligation. We won this thing eight times go find somebody more your speed, buddy. Like I'm, I'm just not there anymore. In years past, in years past, our lap times were pretty close. He's always had an advantage on me, but it was, you know, it was like small, you know, it was 15 to 30 seconds a lap. And this year it was more like over a minute. So I just, it's time for him to go find somebody his speed. And I'm, and I'm totally good with that. Well, hear this plan out first before you, before you walk or before you do anything. So let's just say we make sure that if it's dusty, that we get a water truck out there to water yeah okay and mark you and i can sneak a big bore in there for him okay <laughs> yeah. is yeah. there a, is, is there a cc limit for the pro class out there there is uh, i yeah i'm sure there is i'm sure it's for who's gonna know Hold on. <laughs> lenny let me tell you right now my bike was capable of going faster i was not under motored I was shutting the throttle off because I was like, can't see, time for brakes. Okay, we'll put the spring on the other side. <laughs> yeah, it just you know? holds it up the whole time. Right. Uh, Wide open, just pull the clutch in. There yeah. we go. Yeah. It's it's an on-off switch, on-off, on-off, but then we're going to tape it to on, so you're still screwed. We've, we, we've solved the problem, Johnny. Uh, well, we'll discuss more at a later date, but the, as of right now, like I said, it, I'm releasing Walker to go find somebody more his speed if uh, – you know, if we go back out to the Heartland, I'll be there cheering him on. Maybe I'll be on a plus 40 team, um, you know, whatever it may be. But I just, again, I, I think it's important for people to to be real with themselves. And I, you know, I just don't want to go that fast anymore. Uh, I, people want to judge me for saying that. I don't care. Like they don't, most people have no clue what it's like, the intensity of what it takes to go that speed and, I'm sorry. I feel like I've earned it if I don't want to go that fast yeah. anymore. Like, yeah, we keep I've, coming back to I've, it, but you, you don't have to explain anything to us. I've, so here's another one, Johnny. What if uh, what if we don't change anything, but then we just run vet class? Because we're all we're, we're we're all eligible next that's, year. That's true. That's, there is the thirty plus class. Yep, we're all that going to be. Able, that's the hard part to believe. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. There, I don't think they want to let you go, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. let's win the overall from vet <laughs> that would be pretty cool obviously yeah that that would be cool but uh we'll uh we'll see but uh, like i said the plan as of right now is release walker um he had the opportunity to ride with devin feehan at the nine hour uh just a few weeks before this um i actually broke in some ribs uh, on a mountain bike of all things right after snowshoe um and you know just seeing those two and and how impressive and how closely matched they were on speed it you know, it really just got me thinking and it's, it's not fair to him. And and I understand Walker would never complain. Um, you know, he's just that kind of guy. And, and it's been really cool. I mean, we're three kids from Ohio. We've known each other forever. This wasn't some team that got put together to try to win this race. Um, 
you know, Walker and I were Mark and all three of us have been friends forever, but Walker and I ended up on the same, same team in 2012 because we were friends because we're from the same area because we ride together during the week. And it was like, okay, like, cool. It just makes sense. And like I said, when, um, when Cole got injured, it just made sense to bring our boy Mark in and he's killed it ever since. So it's been awesome, man. I, I, you know, but all good things come to an end and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to cheer, you know, these guys or whatever the team is moving forward. Um, I'm ready to cheer those guys on. And, um, like I said, I just, I'm a realist and I think Walker needs to find somebody that you got Hunter, you got junior John Glotta jr. And you got Josh Merritt, like on paper, he needs to find somebody a little closer to his speed. Uh, in my opinion. You know, I, I think you let Walker and, and Mark decide whether they want to be without you at, at a given time. And, and, um, Johnny, I, I would never, ever tell you to keep riding if you don't ever want, if you don't feel you should, um, you know, I don't race anymore, but I test bikes and there is a time when you step off that machine, even into test and go, yeah, that's not what I want to do anymore. And it's because you're, you're going too fast or it's, it's the, the speed that you're just not comfortable with, you know? So I get it. You know, I'm, I got you by a couple of years and, um, yep. Trust me, brother. Just a few. Yeah, yeah, just a few. Um, you don't have to explain anything to me. Uh, but I know that these two guys down here yeah. think the world of you, and I don't think they're going to let you go that easy. Johnny, I don't know if Corey's listening or not, but uh, I say next year, if you're not going, Walker and I aren't going either. <laughs> oh, come on, you guys. This has all been agreed upon, and now we come upon this this show, and everybody's changing their mind. Look, we oh, got so Corey Ellis you. just joined. What was that? Corey Ellis just joined. Yeah, uh, and he yeah. just said he just hey, said you, you'll be losing your job if they don't go. Yeah, Corey, yeah. you have to Johnny next year. So that there we go. We're just gonna throw that out there now. They actually talked about that plus forty, and I said, well, why don't we just make it a plus thirty team, and I'll ditch you as well, and you'll just have to find two teammates. Dang it, <laughs> John, I'm just to the curb help win a race <laughs> boom you're out <laughs> my ears were burning Corey. <laughs> yeah uh he, he knew he knew that this conversation was happening uh, so oh, yeah. uh, johnny i don't i i can just see it now that uh, next year we'll be having this conversation again <laughs> well i get. i guess it'll give us an opportunity to do another instagram live a year from now you know there was a chat that i didn't catch the who it was from that said something about you riding and racing into 2024. I I don't know where that's. I mean, I let me be 100 percent clear. I am still racing. I'm not done racing. I'm done racing XT1 full time. Um, I am 100 uh, percent still going to be racing. Um, and honestly, the more I kind of look at what I want to do, I might race more than what I do right now. But I just won't be focused on XT1 GNCC. I'm gonna. Um, definitely going to have a bike out West, going to try to do some more works races, even in between GNCCs. Um, I really enjoy those and, and it's new. Um, and there's no, I don't have to take it seriously. I have to race as hard as I can when I'm on the track, but it's not the all consuming prep, um, throughout the week because there's some companies that, um, I feel are at a point where they want more of my, I don't feel they've told me they want more of my time. 
and they feel that my value isn't on the racetrack. Leave that to, you know, Walker and, you know, we've got a great group of guys between, you know, Yamaha, GBC, Fly, all the companies we work with. Um, we've got guys that can go out and win races. I don't need to be that guy. I, I can be the guy that's doing the work in the office and on the emails and the conference calls and helping to build the brands. So well, they want me, they want me to do more of that. Well, why don't we get a Raptor 700 together and me, you and Mark race Vegas Serena. There we go. Yeah. There's, there's been some talk about a racing a Raptor 700 somewhere. So that, that might be a reality. We'll have to talk about that. Well, well I've nice. been talking with multiple different people about it um, in different arenas because I don't necessarily think it would be a good cross country bike, but I think in the desert with minimal, well, not minimal work, but changing some of the components into the normal desert guys that, that run desert product, you could make that machine dominant very easy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great platform. Um, I don't have a whole lot of seat time on that machine, honestly, but I got to ride it. Uh, that video that was actually just released yesterday, maybe. Um, showing the 2023 models. Um, that's myself and Dustin Nelson, um, you know, riding those in those videos and, and photos. And uh, the Raptor's a fun machine, man. It's uh, it's a torquey little fella for sure. Well, you know, we could get into that conversation uh, anytime you want as far as the way that we modified it to actually we lowered the CG and you, you change the A-arms and the, and the shocks and put a different set of bars on there and do some different things and, and ECU to get a little more power out of it. Um, I, think it's, I think it's an amazing platform. I really do. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, I just don't have enough. I just don't have enough help in, in the situation where to get somebody on board to, to, to get a group together to go race it, you know. Mark, you ready to work on some Raptors? Sure. Let's, uh, let's get to go. <laughs> um, we'll figure it out. Down there from uh, Nick Deering, a, a younger uh, GNCC kid, newer, newer to the 450, he said, uh, should have raced the Heartland on a Banshee. Now we're talking, guys. I, that's So since you guys kicked me to the curb, I got a Banshee team. I'm going to find three idiots like me that want to race a Banshee, and I'm going to make Mark work on them. Mark, Mark, I'll, Mark Dad work on them. I can fly out there and help you, Mark. It's okay. <laughs> I work on a lot of banshees. Walker, we're gonna have to run a twist throttle though. That's fine. And we'll just we'll put the spring backwards and we'll just zip tie it open. I, that's the only way to ride that thing. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I love I love the bike though. But we'll uh, make it. We'll make somebody in the chat was talking about um, Adam winning uh, Vegas Sereno. Super impressive. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't get to see the la the times, but, uh, yeah, you, you, you put it together and, and it would have been awesome. Uh, you know, Walker, we could get the old King of the Banshee back out of retirement. I'm sure you, I you need, you need to look at your comments there. Corey That's Ellis just came um, Walker what, and Doug Eichner on a Banshee. Yeah. I think, I think I would die and go to heaven just to, just to do that. That'd be awesome. I think Eichner would come out of retirement right now. <laughs> get uh get coonley out too yeah uh, there you go kim coonley yep now we are <laughs> yeah but th those guys are old enough to be your grandfather <laughs> doug maybe yeah 
say no, but yeah, actually there is a chance. <laughs> no, he's not old enough to be your grandfather. He's old enough to be your dad for sure, but definitely not old enough to be your grandfather. <laughs> Walker's almost 30. He's not a kid anymore. Yeah. Yeah, well, Doug's... Uh, oh, Kevin Yoho on a banshee. Now, okay, guys, see? Yeah. We're, we're trying to get some good stuff in the comments here, and our viewership's going up. Right. <laughs> so, well, because we're people- going... We're going people old school. The, banshees. the people love that. You start talking about banshees, everybody gets excited. Yep. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you know what, Walker? It's not going to turn, though. You'd be surprised. That, that, that one I have, I don't, I never have a traction issue uh, thanks to uh, tire balls and, uh, you know, good tires like GBCs. And it really doesn't turn bad. It does not have any brakes. That is my issue. And it and obviously it overheats. I can't get the clutch from to stop slipping. I cannot get that to, to get figured out so well uh, uh you call me up i'll, I'll uh, we'll yeah. have a conversation and, and try to help you with that you L- know. lenny remember that conversation we had earlier about walker shouldn't be working on things oh yeah he's he's the one who works on the banshee mark doesn't work on it so the clutch slipping probably something done wrong would so be you mean guess. i need to you mean you, you need i need to bring my bag of tricks and come east yeah yep you need to come fix the banshee I think the last time he worked on his Banshee, he was changing the oil and uh, he was putting the oil back in and had like five or six quarts in it until he realized that he forgot to put the drain plug back in. It was like two o'clock in the morning because it takes forever to get the carbs synchronized. So I need to we, get the two one and that wouldn't happen. Lenny, we love this guy, but oh. one day we'll have to do a Instagram live just talking about Walker working on bike stories. Um, it would absolutely, I mean, what would be your guess as to how long it takes Walker to do a top end on a YFC 450R? Hey, I can actually do that. Five, six hours? Twelve. <laughs> no, I can do it closer to eight now. <laughs> his, Mark his, half, but that doesn't count. Maybe, his, maybe maybe we shouldn't let him touch the tools at all right yeah how long how long does it take you to change the oil in your banshee you change oil in those (laughs) i think i've only literally done it once because i basically blew it up and then we uh my friends and i were in the shop one night and it was it was locked up and we were like you know what i bet if we stand on the kicker it's only been three years since i wrote it and when some, one of our one of my buddies stood on it, actually broke free. So then we spent an hour and a half trying to, you know, squirt a little ether in there and get it running, and it actually fired back up. So then I raced it, and it really killed it that time. So it's like totally dead, sad. Definitely needs like full crank cylinder piston the whole nine. So yeah, it he says as, that a year from now he's going to pull back out and race it again. Yeah, probably exactly. <laughs> better it is. You know, it's like fine wine, just age. Here we hey. go. Don't you know a guy named Donnie Luce? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm sure he could help you with those parts. There's been a lot of people reach out that said they'd help me with it, but, uh, you know, me doing it is, is the problem because Mark said I'm not touching that, that thing. So, <laughs> Well, if I have time, I might work on it, but I got too much stuff to do right now. Okay. See, that's the first time. Johnny, you heard that. I heard it. I heard okay. it. He said might. Guys, he said might. He didn't say would. He said might. Well, that's a that's a big uh, change of tone from before. <laughs> well, he's also on a live. He can't he can't say that. some of those things. I, so. you know? yeah. There's a lot of people throwing a lot of bad ideas out on this live that people are going to end up having to stick to later. So, um, Mark Mark's recorded as having said he might work on the banshee. Right, hey, John, 
How about that tattoo since that was the last Heartland? Oof. <laughs> Time to get it. What's the tattoo? What's the tattoo going to say? Many, many years ago. The, no, there was no specifics on the tattoo as for, in terms of what it had to say. Many, get many, it. many years ago, um, I made a bet with Walker that he couldn't go under 17 minutes in the dark because uh, we had been running like high 16s in the daytime. And then I don't, I don't remember all the specifics, but I literally said to him like, dude, there's no 16s left out there. And uh, his first lap out, he did like a 16.59 or something. And I was like, ah, that's barely in the 16s. This is not this year. This is many years ago. And then he backed it up the next lap with like a 16.30 or something. And I was like, <laughs> and I promised him, I because I, I always swore I'd never get a tattoo of any kind. I don't even know how it came about, but I was like, yeah, I'll get a tattoo. And all these years later, I think we're like eight, nine years. I still haven't gotten a tattoo. To be fair, though, I never said when I would get the tattoo. That was, but... Yeah. And I've never said since then, I'm not going to get the tattoo. I just I haven't figured out what I need to get yet. Walker, you need to get him a, a, a pink unicorn. There we go. With right, my right there on his oh, bicep. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. What about a flamingo? There we go. A flamingo with my autograph. There you go. That, that'll work. You know, I, I, I think that would be awesome. Hey, gentlemen. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to come on the live and, and to join uh, ATV Talk for this. GBC is the is the people that help make this happen. They're the people that make you guys happen, and uh, we we need a, a big shout out to GBC. Uh, Mark, you haven't put your logo out there. There you go. Okay, all right. You know, he's the only one that came with a hat. I'll say the hat. Mark lives in a hat. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, hey. if it wasn't for GBC, I don't think any of us would be doing this. So a huge shout out to GBC. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully, guys, that uh, I can come out and watch you race soon. I uh, I would really enjoy that. Lenny, we appreciate you having us on for sure. And, uh, you know, absolutely any other time you want to have us on, would love to have you come out and check out a GNCC. I, I know it's been a long time since you've been out this way. Um, but while we got some people watching here, um, we'll hype this up a little bit. Uh, Walker will be making the works race this year. The bike, Mark has already got a big chunk of the bike done. Um, I actually was there and saw it yesterday. Um, so let's start hyping this up. You know, he was supposed to make it out last year, obviously had some uh, injuries and issues after uh, the final round at Ironman. So um, the plans are in place. We're going to be out there. We're going to be at Prim. Uh, I believe it's the last round. It's the weekend of uh, November 5th and 6th. Um, I'll be there. Walker will be there. Uh, Josh Merritt, I believe is going to come out again. I, I, I'm not sure what, I know there's some rumors of, of Hunter Hart, possibly Joel Hetrick, a whole bunch of others, but lock stock myself, Walker, Josh, Mark will be out. I think Mark's actually going to race the works race as well. I think he's going to race Corey's bike in whatever class. I don't know what class he's going to race, but, um, it's going to be cool. And we're looking forward to coming your way. We had a blast last year and, uh, definitely looking forward to doing it again. And we'll see you there. Well, you know what, let's, uh, if this is going to happen, Let's work it out so that we can all get together and sit down and do a live show um, just like this, but but uh, possibly all together. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so, gentlemen. Hey, thanks again so much for coming and, and, and joining me. And uh, we, will, uh, we will be in touch about uh, doing this again. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com.
San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industry building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.